So in one of our previous episodes, we spoke a lot about Antarctica and how it was difficult to sustain life in a continent which has this extreme temperatures. But you know what? That was not the case always. Uh, if you look back at the history of Antarctica, there was a time when there used to be a lot of um, you know animals and trees uh, living their life out in Antarctica, and it was as good as any other continent. Yeah, I actually knew that because uh, while discussing about the expedition to the South Pole. Uh, I did mention that Scott uh, had actually planned to do a lot of research uh, while in the pole. And he did actually collect a lot of fossils from there, which is a testament that uh, there was like life forms in the uh, continent Antarctica. So that actually proves that Antarctica was not actually in its current position. It was somewhere else where it could sustain life. Don't you think so? Yeah, we have a couple of theories which state that continents were not exactly where we see them to as of today. So in today's episode, let's talk about them. Welcome to another episode of Right Run Geek Show. We are your hosts, uh, Shankar and Vishnu. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about plate tectonics and continental drift theory. So before we delve into the drift theory and plate tectonics and all the other stuff, Let's go back a few billion years and talk about the origin of Earth and a little bit about uh, the composition of Earth and the different layers of Earth. Yeah, so there was this interesting theory which uh, one of the priests uh, who lived in uh, Ireland, like he came up with this theory in uh, 1600s saying that uh, he had actually calculated all the ages of the prophets mentioned in the Bible and he came to the conclusion that adding up all those ages, uh, the age of Earth was around like 6,000 years, which means that it uh, the Earth's origin can be traced back to 4,000 BC. But we know that that's not the case. <laughs> it's silly. Well, well, did he mention anything about the dinosaurs? I mean, I'm sure that they were not 4,000 years old. Well, um, I don't know if back then we had all the fossils of dinosaurs to, you know, um, think about them probably. Well, the funny thing is that Pyramids of Giza were created 4,500 years ago. Probably like next day after the earth was created. (laughs) (laughs) Man's first creation. Anyway, so uh, keeping aside all these funny theories, uh, earth was formed around four and a half billion years ago, if I have not not counted, uh, you know, wrong, because I've been counting it since the beginning. Um, And it was initially a ball of molten rock and stuff because it was formed by all these asteroids colliding with each other uh, which were around the which were in an orbit around the sun and all that stuff right but even though earth was very hot the surrounding temperature of the space around earth was very cold so this basically resulted in the outer layer of the earth to cool down drastically when compared to the inter- inner of inner layers of the earth so this outer layer is called crust There are two types of crust. One is continental crust and the oceanic crust. Continental crust is generally thicker, around 40 kilometers in thickness. And oceanic crust is around 8 kilometers in thickness. But oceanic crust is a lot more denser uh, than the continental crust. Uh, Oceanic crust is made of basaltic rock, whereas the continental crust is made of more granite and other stuff. Yeah, something makes me think that this uh, density and uh, the... 
thickness of these oceanic and continental plates are going to play an impor- important part later on am i right yeah you were a research student for uh, alfred wegener right so i think you should know much more than uh, <laughs> what i know about all these things <laughs> uh not really but yeah i know a little bit about it so yeah let's continue so again before we go into the theory i just want to explain the inner structure of the earth so we said that we have the crust of uh, crust and again the two types of crust like continental and the oceanic crust below the crust comes a mantle mantle mostly con- consists of molten uh, molten or semi molten rocks and all the other stuff the layer mantle is very rich in magnesium and iron silicate minerals and the upper portion of mantle and the crust forms a layer called lithosphere which play again plays an important role in the plate tectonics uh, theory which we'll come to very soon uh, below the lithosphere is the asthenosphere on top of which the lithosphere kind of floats you can imagine this to be something like if you pour oil on top of water oil forms a different layer which can be considered to be the lithosphere uh consisting of the crust and the upper part of mantle and the asthenosphere is the water which on which it kind of uh, floats the i i give the give you this example because when we come to one of the plate tectonics theories this this uh you know idea of water and oil will be good for imagining what is happening so just want to drop it uh, there um so mantle ex- extends down to about 2900 kilometers beneath the earth's surface where it gives way to the outer core of earth so there are two cores outer core and inner core inner core comes around 5100 kilometers within the under the surface of earth the inner core is again divided into outer inner core and inner inner core based on the polarity of their magnetism outer inner core is north south polarity and inner inner core is east west polarity i know this can be a lot of lot confusing to many people because outer outer inner inner and all yeah, that well, stuff well whoever named it you know he should get an applause like standing ovation <laughs> i think it's pretty straightforward right what yeah, do you call true. it outer layer of inner core it should be outer inner core right yeah that's true but yeah it's quite quite confusing when you think about it well yeah let's move on so that is basically the composition of earth so if you can close your close your eyes and imagine you have this outer layer called crust which is a thin layer com- you know if you compare with the mantle which comes as a next layer mantle is a layer which extends down 2900 kilometers that which gives way to the outer core and then comes the inner core so it's like uh spheres inside sphere kind of a situation so yeah the radius of uh, earth it's almost around like 6.5 uh, thousand uh, kilometers yeah 6500 kilometers yeah. roughly so this idea that continents have been moving on the surface of earth is not something that is recent um it might be surprising that it dates back to almost the 16th century where uh, abraham ortelius in 1596 and francis bacon in 1620 proposed that you know uh, continents might have not been at the same position uh, ever since the formation of earth this was mostly because this was the time um, when the maps came out showing the boundaries of the continents and the other countries so when they looked at these maps um, i think i'm sure that you know we also would have thought about this so there were certain parts of the continent which seems like a part of the jigsaw puzzle uh, when you compare it with the other part of the continent for to make it the, make this more clear if you look at the western side of africa and the eastern side of south america it seems that you can almost put them together and it will be a perfect fit 
right so that's where this entire uh, idea started and this was not discussed much until 20th century uh, to be exact 1912 the year 1912 when alfred wegner uh, developed this theory and he called it continental drift theory so his idea was that continents ha- uh, have been moving since the history of time and they are still moving mostly due to the centripetal force um, because of the rotation of the earth we know that the surf the central part of the earth d- near the equator it is more bulging right it's not a perfect sphere it's like a sphere which is bul- bulging in the center so this bulge is causing forces which is moving the continents away from the poles so this was his uh, his uh, proposal but not entirely true but his theory laid the foundation for uh, plate tectonic theory which is the currently accepted theory so wegner suggested that continents were once together and later they broke up and formed all these separate continents that we see as of today so if you trace back to 250 240 to 250 million years ago uh, the entire landmass on the surface of earth was one single continent called pangaea or pangaea or what however you want to pronounce it surrounded by a huge ocean called panthalassa this pangaea continent later broke up into multiple different continents and um, after like 250 million years ago became what we see as of today so this is a theory that he put forward and to support his theory he started looking out for evidence uh, which would prove that all the continents were together once uh, you know many many years ago um so he kind of came up with uh, four five uh, proofs first one of which was the same thing which uh, was brought up in the 16th century was the apparent fit of continents if you look at all the continents it feel like it's all a part of a jigsaw puzzle so that was the first um, proof that he found the second one was something called fossil correlation so fo- what does fossil correlation mean is that you can find the fossils of similar or the same animals or uh plants which existed in those uh, those times in multiple different continents so this would be impossible if the continent is divided by a huge ocean uh, because the mo- there will be no free movement of these animals over wa- through water and there are certain examples where trilobites which are considered to be freshwater animals uh, where you have the fossils uh, across continents so this means that at one point the continents had to be together so that these uh, you know animals could move around freely and can have their fossil existing in both the continents so that is one of the other proof that he found and there are multiple such animals like mesosaurus uh, the fossils were found in the east coast of south america and western coast of africa um and there is a plant called glacio glossopteris where the fossils were found across all the southern part of all the continents including india which again meant that india was not at the current position as it is now it came from down south near antarctica and australia yeah to support that uh, claim uh, yeah as i mentioned uh, scott had found a lot of fossils in antarctica so um, yeah researchers later found out that uh, the same fossils can be found in himalayas which means that when the indian subcontinent uh, like drifted apart from the antarctica it had actually carried a lot of fossils uh, with it and uh, when it crashed into the himalayas crashed into asian uh, continent uh, it formed the himalayas as you know and these fossils actually got trapped in himalayas so it's a proof that uh, there was actually continental move, uh, drift happening across the globe yeah so 
the next proof that he was looking for was in form of uh, rocks correlation which meant that many different kind of rock formation on the surface of the earth were similar across the continents including mountain ranges and all that um then he came to something called clim- paleoclimate data so we know about glaciers which cover most of the cold parts of the earth right like northern part um north part within the arctic circle and then southern side you know antarctica and all that so these glaciers as they form they form uh, they create certain uh, marks on the surface of the earth which is which are very distinctive and as a proof of continental drift these marks have been found in other part of uh, continents which are warm currently like you know the center of africa and south america and all that so that means that at one point these continents had gone through a, a very different climatic condition like being very cold and all that so that means their location which we see currently is not the same as it was before and another thing was the formation of coal as we mentioned earlier about antarctica uh, coal forms out of organic matter so we have found deposit of coal in some of the most uninhabitable parts of the earth like siberia and antarctica and you know most of the areas that lie within arctic circle and antarctic circle um in spite of all this all these proofs that he had he could never explain what actually caused the uh, you know continental drift so his theory was not accepted well and during the 1950s there was a growing interest uh, in the theory again uh, you know because of many factors and one of the factors was the mapping of the bottom of the sea so uh, we know how the continents look and what are the different geographical features on the st- surface of a continent but we do we didn't know what are the different geographical features underneath the surface of ocean um in 1977 mary tharp and bruce hazin they kind of mapped the entire uh, they mapped a part of the ocean around 14 percentage of the ocean and this again led to an interest revived interest in the theory with additional explanation as to the movement of continents so in the continental drift theory it was assumed that the continents are the ones which are moving on the surface of earth but plate tectonic theory divides the entire surface of the earth into different tectonic plates each plates containing one portion of the surface of the earth it could be under the water it can be in a continent or it can be a combination of both so you mean to say that uh, this uh, tectonic plates it it may have like both continent continental crust and like oceanic crust yeah that's what i meant so uh, it can be a combination of both or it can be either one of them okay okay again this theory takes its basis from uh, wegner's theory um but this one states that the lithosphere is broken up to up into seven very large continental and oceanic size plates six or seven medium size regional plates and several small ones uh and they keep moving relative to one another because um they these plates float on the asthenosphere so this is where that earlier example which i gave about oil and water comes into picture right so the the lithospheric plates kind of float over the surface of asthenosphere and in doing so they collide with each other or they can just move around move parallel to each other and these kind of movements are the ones which uh, which give rise to the geographic features on the surface of earth these are also the movements which create volcanoes and earthquakes on the surface of earth so the entire geographical features that we see on the surface of earth is a direct result of what happens at these plate boundaries uh now when we talk about plate boundaries there can be 
areas where the plates diverge from each other that means move away from each other or they can collide with each other and they can just move past each other so when the plates are diverging from each other it's called divergent margins um this releases a lot of pressure and p- pressure and which melts the mantle which is underneath and ma- molten mantle is called magma which is created as a result of this and it moves upwards and cools just below the surface of the crust and since there is a construction new construction of new crust which happens with this divergent margins it's called it's also called constructive margins and when this happens on the surface of a continent it's called continental rifting which um, which is which is currently happening in somewhere in east africa where the con- uh, there are two plates which are getting divergent and uh, which is resulting in a fault line being formed on the surface of the earth um this rift continues until the crust becomes thin and a new ocean is formed in the place of the crust which is ha- which is again what is going to happen in africa africa is going to split into two and there's an o- ocean that is going to be formed in between and there is a uh, uh, finding that the seafloor lo- rocks are much much younger than the rocks which are found on the surface of continents the rocks under the sea can be around 200 million years whereas the surface rocks are around 4 and a half billion years old um now if the plates are moving away from each other at some point on, on the surface of earth it has to collide on the other uh, areas of the earth um so these uh, areas where the plates are colliding with each other are called convergent margins and when this happens the older crust which is more denser subducts below the younger crust and moves into the mantle okay this is where the uh, you know thickness and density part plays a, an important role right so the denser part will like go under the uh, the plate which is uh, less denser and uh, it uh, it melts under that yeah so this results when this happens between the co- continental and oceanic crust uh the continental crust stays on top and is preserved and the oceanic crust is being regenerated in as it sinks down the mantle and it gets molten into magma so this is a reason the oceanic crust is more always more uh, younger rocks than the continental crust uh when the collision happens between two continental plates it results in the creation of probably huge mountain ranges like himalayas which formed when indian plate collided with the eurasian plate and it's still growing Uh, so himalayas are you know relatively new mountains uh, if you if you didn't know already so yeah himalayan mountain ranges are said to be like 50 million years old uh, it started building up when the indian subcontinent came and hit the asian uh, continent and uh, this happened like 50 million years ago and it's still growing but compared to that the kilimanjaro range and all it 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 dates back a lot more like it's like 400 million years old so uh, com- comparatively the himalayan ranges are pretty new because uh, the indian subcontinent hit uh, the asian continent like around 50 million years ago yeah so um, when the lithosphere of around 100 km thickness descends into the mantle um, it's called subduction process and this creates earthquake zones along the surface of the earth and these zones zones are called vadati benioff zone places like japan and you know california all lie around these zones where they are prone to earthquakes that's why a lot of earthquakes happen in this region and the final boundary is called transform boundary where the plates slide against each other um again this results mostly in the f- you know in earthquakes and all that 
the san andreas fault in california is one of the regions where uh, it is transform boundary so these are the different um, you know effects of plate tectonics and this is why most of the you know the geographical features that we see on the surface exist as of today yeah and uh, it keeps on changing um, so because of this moment uh, it is said that over like the next 200 250 million years uh, years there is a chance that good chance that all the continents will come together and form a supercontinent again i don't think anyone will be alive to see that <laughs> 